Hello and welcome into another episode of Digging Deeper, the podcast from 4constructionpros.com with in-depth conversations on everything related to the construction industry. I'm Wayne Grayson. Today on Digging Deeper, I am joined by Jason Hurtis of Caterpillar and Joust Nigam, the winner of the very first Global Operator Challenge. Now, if you haven't heard of the Global Operator Challenge, it is put on by Caterpillar basically every three years now the first one was uh, started uh, in 2019 it kind of straddles the two years uh, of, of every con expo essentially the year before caterpillar starts the competition and then the competition ends uh, has its final kind of competition and the winner overall winner is determined at con expo it's the same situation this year we have nine operators from around the world coming to uh, las vegas at con expo 2023 in march uh, to compete against one another head to head and determine the Global Operator Challenge winner, the best operator uh, in the world. So for this episode, we uh, invited Jason Hurtis of Caterpillar and uh, Jaws Nigam in to talk about their experience uh, with the previous competition. Uh, as we said at the top, Joust won the last competition. He's actually been invited by Caterpillar to come back and help them design some of the competitions and challenges uh, with, with this upcoming uh, final event in Las Vegas at Caterpillar Stadium. Um, so, yeah, it's a really cool conversation. We, we talk about the origins of the competition. We talk about, you know, uh, how the competition works. But we also talk a little bit about the purpose of the competition, which is really to kind of increase and boost visibility uh, of the profession of being a heavy equipment operator uh, in general to kind of uh, bring more people into this industry and get their attention uh, for it. So really cool conversation conversation with Jason and Jouse. Let's get into it. All right, Jason and Jouse, guys, welcome into Digging Deeper. Thank you so much for, for joining us on this episode. How are you guys doing today? Good. How are you? Good. Good. I, I, I hear you guys are, are, um, are at the Edwards facility. Jouse, you said this is your, your first time. What's been your, uh, what's been your, uh, your, your, uh, kind of experience touring that facility for the first time today? Uh, well, we got the grand tour today. So to see all the equipment, uh, seen a, D11 up close and just how they do things around here. It's uh, pretty amazing. That's awesome. And now, and, and everybody, uh, Jouse is the, um, uh, as we said at the top, Jouse is the winner of the inaugural uh, Global Operator Challenge that that Cat put on um, in 2020, which seems like uh, forever ago uh, for for everybody. But uh, yeah, the uh, the last kind of um, uh, finals of that event were held at the the 2020 um, Con Expo show. Um, and, um, Joust, what has it been like, what has your experience been like? Obviously, you know, getting to come to Edwards today is definitely part of some of the perks of, of winning that competition, but what has your life been like, uh, since winning the global operator challenge, uh, almost three years ago now? Uh, yeah, three years that, that went fast. I feel like we missed part of that somewhere along the line, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. For sure. I, no, it felt like back to work for the most part, but yeah, I always, uh, somebody always brings it up and, you know, it's always something to talk about. And, uh, yeah, I guess when I screw stuff up, they kind of lean on me a little hard about it being the best in the world. And I, I will I bet that, that is the case. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I will bet. I will bet. Hey, global operator challenge winner, right? <laughs> Well, um, yeah, well, for for everybody that uh, Jason isn't maybe um, up to date on the Global Operator Challenge or or maybe they, they've heard about it, but they don't know much about it. Um, let's talk a little bit about the competition itself. Um, give us an overview of the competition. Um, why why Caterpillar wanted to start 
um, it's it's awesome. I mean, it kind of speaks for itself and, and just kind of like uh, finding the best operator in the world. But why Cat wanted to start it um, and, uh, and and how how it actually works, how you guys are are, are going through the process of, of trying to find the, the world's best operator. Yeah, how we got involved is we had customers, you know, coming to Caterpillar saying our number one pain point or number one thing that keeps us up at night is is finding, retaining and recruiting operators. What can Caterpillar do to help us solve this particular problem? So in 2019, we developed the Global Operator Challenge to bring that career path to the forefront, to show everyone that a heavy equipment operator is a good career path that they do have to be skilled and talented, not only in machines and applications, but also technologies to be successful, all hoping to draw more people to that career path to solve our customers' number one pain point. Um, in 2022 and 2023, very similar to 19 and 20, we're asking all of our dealers to participate and host challenges, what we call the local challenges. So the operators would come to their local dealer, they'd be put through some challenges and some testing. The winners of those would then progress to a regional event. And we hosted regional events in North America, South America, Europe, and Japan, um, where again, they are stressed and tested on some different equipment challenges with different technologies and some different applications. And the winners of the regional event then progress to the global event. And we take three from Europe, three from North and South America, and three from Asia, bring them all together as the final nine at Con Expo in the Caterpillar Operator Stadium, where once again, we will stress them and test them in different challenges with different machines and technologies to ultimately crown the global operator champion or the best operator in the world, like we did with Joust in 2020. And um, now, did uh, are are past champions uh, eligible to 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 re-enter the the second time? Or, or in, I guess in uh, after after they've won, how how is that work? It's kind of like Jeopardy. <laughs> yeah, for what we elected to do, um, one to protect Jouse's legacy as the first <laughs> winner of the Global Operator <laughs> Challenge. <clears throat> we don't allow the previous Global Operator Challenge winner to participate. Um, in the event itself. Um, obviously, Joust is heavily involved in the event. We're using his face and all the, the marketing. Um, he's here helping us craft the challenges for 2023, you know, using his experience and what he saw and what he felt and learned in 2020, plus his experience as a heavy equipment operator for years on different pieces of equipment to help us enhance the operator challenge, make it more realistic help us think like an operator thinks, developing the challenges themselves. Um, and then we kind of got in the back of our heads that someday we want to take all the best global operator challenges and put them head to head in another event for, you know, the super global operator challenge. Or if you think of golf, you know, they got the green coat events and things like that. That's kind of what we have in the back of our head. If we continue to progress with this to, to get the, three, five, however long we do it, best of the best in one room at the same time and have them all go to head to head. That would be really cool. Um, yeah, essentially right now, I um, mean, it's almost like the, uh, with the, with the, with the three year time span, it's almost like the, because there is so much that goes into putting these things together. There's almost like a, like a world cup essentially of, of operator challenges. Um, 
and and along those lines, um, how, you know, you mentioned that that Joust has has been brought in to kind of help out with the crafting of of, of this kind of like the the the, the finals. Um, that are coming up at Con Expo 2023 um, uh, to determine the next winner um, in Las Vegas. But um, this is kind of a two-parter because because Jaws, I want to I want to ask you first, um, what is, what has that been like um, working with Caterpillar to kind of devise um, these these competitions or these kind of like the pieces of the Operator Challenge and and what are some of the ways that you have kind of already contributed? Well. Uh- First off, I was absolutely thrilled to even be invited to to come and check this out. I mean, like to win the competition is one thing, but then to come back and be able to participate is huge. Um, but yeah, for the challenges themselves, I think these they've put a really good design together already. I mean, it was it's fun to run them and knock out some good times and you know challenge some of their di operators but (laughs) i don't think i disappointed did i no not by (laughs) any means no well and along those lines jason like how how does caterpillar go about um deciding how how to put these things together right like uh, if you're looking at like the the different machine categories that you guys are are testing on i mean how do you guys how did you guys get started on like okay here is the best way to determine somebody's like aptitude with an excavator here's the best way to do that with a with a wielder what what is the kind of um method to the madness there in terms of uh designing the individual machine challenges well i wouldn't say that we got to perfect it i think we're definitely on the right path and what we wanted to do was pick machines that operators would have experience with in the field. Maybe not the latest and greatest machine, but most operators have experience with a wheel loader, an excavator, a track type tractor, skid steers. We wanted to take those machines and then build challenges that one, were worthy of the operator's skills and talents that were fun to complete, but at the same time reflected real life applications or real life things that they have to do in the in their marketplace or in their jobs on a daily basis so we wanted to balance you know fun i'm sure you've seen some uh challenges or events you know where it's purely fun and that's great but we wanted more application of what an operator really does one to help us measure and differentiate the skill set of one operator from another but two to make the operators feel more comfortable of hey i've had to do this in my career someplace i know how to do this or I've done it wrong in the past, I'm gonna try something different, see if I can attack this problem differently. Um, That's what we wanted. We wanted the operators to have fun, be challenged, but yet have to think on their feet, maybe improvise, adapt a little bit to overcome the problem that we throw at them. Much like they have to do on a daily basis today in their real world. There's a lot of moving parts in these challenges. (laughs) Uh, You know, it's it's a little different than picking up a wine glass and setting it down uh, with a stationary machine. I mean, you're moving that machine. You got to find the perfect location for it that you can pick and place these items where they need to go or, or, you know, grab that set of forks. I I like that competition you guys had in uh, North Carolina. That was good. That one was fun. Yeah. Well, yeah, Jason, uh, give us a little bit more insight into um, in, into these uh, kind of competitions uh, or the or the pieces of, I guess, the competition. Um, what and I guess we'll start with this. What, what was your kind of um, what was your best uh, what machine uh, kind of because uh, I don't even know if this is the right question to ask, but like what machine are you best on? Because it, I actually talked to a couple of guys that were part of that first event and they, they kind of figured, okay, I'm really good on the excavator, but they ended up actually like doing better on one of the other challenges. But like, what is your typical best machine and and what machine did you actually perform best on during the competition? 
So I was taught from my father how to run a backhoe. I spent 10 years on a backhoe and became an absolute wizard on it. I moved into excavator. I enjoyed running excavator, but on a challenge level, like in North Carolina, when I competed, we, you were, you were digging a trench under a utility that that's an, a fair assessment of a, a daily task you do. And you, you hit that utility, you, you got property damage, right? So I thought that was a great, uh, game. And then probably the one I didn't expect was the dozer challenge. And at the end of that competition, that was my favorite event was the dozer. That was the most challenging, uh, the way it was set up where you could push a pipe along a string that was in, and you know, keep the dozer blade right in that six inch up or down mark. It was, that was well thought out. And, um, yeah, what, what, um, what aspect about that dozer challenge was the most satisfying for you? I mean, you kind of described what what went into it, but what about, you know, what about that challenge that's being tested there? Do you feel like is like, makes it like a really good representation of, of kind of like a, a aptitude test essentially? Well, for one thing, you got to be good at everything. You got to be able to run the dozer, the backhoe, the excavator, uh, Maybe a greater one day. I don't know. <laughs> maybe, maybe one day. Um, but I had maybe sat in a cat dozer once in my life, and to to jump in that dozer, I felt comfortable. The machine with the technology in it did everything it was supposed to. It assisted me in knocking that challenge right out of the park. The best time when I finished, I think, was the best time was seven minutes, and I was the last person to go that day. And I had beat that by a minute and a half. Yep. Yeah. And Jason, you, you mentioned at the top here, trying to find that right, you know, instead of like getting everybody into the latest and greatest cat machine, you guys definitely had the challenge on your hands of trying to, trying to find the machines that, that were most, that most accurately represented what the majority of operators are kind of using on a daily basis. And so when it comes to that technology standpoint, like Jals was mentioning there, how much technology is is on the machines? How do you guys account for the fact that, you know, a lot of operators are using the tech or some tech, you know, operators are using that technology. A lot of operators, it might be the first time that they're uh, interacting with that, you know, type of technology inside the machines. How did you guys kind of a, account for that? And how did you kind of uh, feel about that aspect of, uh, of the challenge and kind of like maybe having to adapt to that technology? uh, on the fly? Like what's the, what's the, what was the right mix there? And how do you guys feel about that moving forward? I think the, the right mix, I mean, we're still learning. We're still using experts like Joust to help us craft that. But ultimately we set up all the challenges that could, could be completed without using the technology. For example, in, in 2019, we asked Joust to get in a medium wheel loader with joystick steering and, move material to a target payload in a certain amount of time. Any operator that's, that's fluent in a wheel loader or heavy equipment operation can do that. They can use the seat of their pants to kind of gauge, all right, that feels like five tons and Jason asked me for 10, I'm gonna get another bucket that feels exactly like that and I should be close. So they can still complete the challenge that way, but by using the payload system, they'll know exactly, you know, that was actually 4.8 tons, not five tons. And your second pass needs to be 5.2 tons to get the, the overall ton. So the technology and all the challenges are meant to enhance 
the, the operator's performance on the challenge, in, improve their accuracy, and ultimately we want to continue to introduce the technology to the operators, especially those that aren't familiar with it, so that they get a chance to see it, chance to understand it, and then hopefully use it in the real world to improve their efficiency and profitability. Oh, well, and and it's that's it's really interesting because, I mean, that's actually like a, a super accurate representation of what you guys hope the technology does in the real world, right? Correct, exactly. Yeah, so I mean, I I, I think, and and what has what has been kind of some of the the responses for for guys that maybe they don't use the technology and that maybe that was their first time kind of like getting used to it and seeing how quickly they were able to adapt or or even not even adapt, but kind of seeing like, oh, okay, I, I can see now, like if I'm off, you know, a quarter of a ton with every bucket in terms of like that that feel that you mentioned and how that can affect productivity or or cycle times and and stuff like that. What what has been some of the feedback on the technology? It's been really positive, you know, great control. We ask them to, to dig a trench at a certain profile, you know, within a tenth of an inch. And, and a lot of operators can, you know, they're really good. They can get you within, you know, a couple inches, but a tenth of an inch is pretty hard to hit. Um, we did that on purpose. And again, if you use the great control system and, and look at the monitoring system in it, it'll tell you exactly where you're at. So I think a lot of operators have realized through the challenges of, hey, I can actually use this technology It'll help improve uh, me on the job site as an operator. It's not a takeaway for me as an operator. I'm still in control of the machine. I'm still doing what I was trained to do, what I love to do. But this just makes me better, makes it easier for me, and makes it less stressful throughout the day if I embrace and use the technology to complement my current skill set as an operator. Joust, how would you um, characterize your use of technology on a daily basis? Um, you know, how much technology do you use or, or what machines do, are you using it in? And uh, yeah. So I, I've tried in our company in the past five years to bring in as much technology as we can. And especially with the 2D grading, like I'll put veteran operators on it. You, you give it to them for two days and then take it away and see how bad they want it back. <laughs> that's That's how... That's the way it's changing. I mean, we're in the 21st century. I, I don't think it's going away. It's only going to get better. Yeah, absolutely. I, I love that. I love that analogy too. Yes, yeah. because I, I, it is, it is, it does seem to be one of those situations where, if it, you know, the just kind of getting acclimated and just kind of seeing it and you know uh, using it for the first time, um, and th- and that's kind of why you know, like with the operator challenge. I mean, that seems like such a great opportunity for for guys to get kind of like a an up close and, and personal and kind of like a crunch time uh, impression uh, from the technology. Um, in terms of um, this time around, uh, now this is the second um, uh, the second time that you guys have, uh, that Caterpillar has put on this event. What did you guys kind of learn from the first time around or what changes have you made based on feedback from the operators? You know, what, what kind of improvements and changes, uh, if any, have you guys made um, from the last competition? We looked at everything that went good and bad in 2019 and 2020. Um, we've talked to a lot of the operators that participated, a lot of the dealers that participated and said, hey, you need to give us, you know, your open and honest feedback of what was good, what was bad, what should we have done differently, how should we have done it? Um, and we collectively put eight, 10 people in a room and went through each and every comment and said, how are we going to fix this? How are we going to address it? I think last time compared to this time, Wayne, to be honest, there's a bigger target on our backs this time. You know, they 
they didn't really know what the operator challenge was in 19 and 20. Uh, this time, everybody knows what it is, and the expectation and the level of performance from Caterpillar in this sort of event from the operators is significantly higher than it was last time. So we had to step up our game. I, I think we have stepped up our game. Um, and again, we, we're relying on Jowls to help us. You know, are we on the right path? Are we doing this right? Does this feel good from an operator standpoint? You know, if we did allow you to compete again, would you be happy with this challenge? Would it be fun for you? Um, so we're, we're trying to take every lesson that we learned to improve upon it and make this particular event even better than the 19 and 20 event. Yeah, but you guys pretty much knocked it out of the park. <laughs> <laughs> like, what a, what a better company to do the operator challenge and, and do it right. Oh, yeah, 100%. And, and um, have you guys seen um, any, what's the, what's the, is the, is the field, um, y- I think you mentioned that it seemed like the, because the expectations are are there and because more people know about it, it seems pretty natural that you, you'd you have uh, increased kind of interest in joining the competition. And as you increase the size of the field, I would imagine that the average skill level may be increased as well. Is, is that what you guys are seeing or is it, is it pretty much the same as um, is the, the, the field of insurance uh, pretty much the same as, as the first time around, just larger? There was a couple things that, that we've done different and that we've seen different. Um, in the 19 program, we asked all the dealers to complete one challenge. And then whoever won that challenge, at least one challenge, whoever won that challenge then came to regionals. And we found by not prepping our dealers a little bit better, um, you know, maybe they would have a, a skid steer challenge, for example. And then the operator would get to regionals and he or she is tested on a wheel loader, an excavator, a backhoe, a skid steer, a track type tractor. They weren't really prepared and weren't really ready for what was coming at regionals. So this time we asked the dealers to complete at least three challenges in the core product lines. So we'd ask them to complete a challenge with a wheel loader, a track type tractor, an excavator, and, you know, a mini excavator, backhoe, or skid steer. So they, the operators had to do three challenges at the dealer level. And then when they got to us at the regional level, they were better prepared, um, both for an expectation standpoint. And I also think from a skill level standpoint, um, the operators that were at all the regional events this time, you look at their times and some of the things, there's been an improvement um, on that. The technology on the machines has been out, you know, 2017, 18, we started to introduce technology on our excavators, gray control. I think now fast forward to 2020, that's been in the marketplace. I think more operators have been exposed to payload. They've been exposed to uh, cat grade 2D or 3D, and they've had experience with it that they can then bring to the operator challenge and enhance their performance and also uh, improve their capabilities. That's a really interesting point. Just kind of like the, um, the increased you know, you have another three years, right, of, exp- of potential exposure to to technology that is literally designed to, to make you faster. <laughs> um, so to, to so, so to see uh, faster times, yeah, especially in that respect is is not necessarily um, a surprise. Um, that's really cool. Um, so, um, Joust, what what have you kind of noticed or what have you kind of appreciated about from what you've seen of, of this year's competition, is there anything that stands out to you that in terms of an improvement or um, ways that the, the competition is getting better or even reaching a, a, a bigger, uh, 
you know, audience or a bigger kind of like field of, of entrance? Well, I think to, to do it again, uh, even watching the finals is there's a lot of repeat operators there. If, I mean, if I didn't make it to the top, I'd be going back and I'd be improving my game <laughs> and you better look out. Right. Um, you know, there, there'll be some heavy hitters in this one this year. So it, it'll be something to watch. I'm excited to, to see it unfold. That's cool. So yeah. So you've seen a lot of familiar faces. Yep. <laughs> that's that's I've awesome. I've some of them and uh, look forward to seeing them in Vegas. <laughs> that's really cool. That's really cool to hear. Yeah. I mean, and that's that's the type of thing, honestly, like to me, that's probably the best indicator of success, right? Is to to have everybody who who wasn't able to 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 get joust uh, kind of come back and, and try and try their hand again. I think that there's probably no higher compliment for for the competition um, than that right there. Right, Jason? Uh, I would agree with that. That was a great compliment. I had operators once we announced we were doing it that competed in 19 that reached out and said, oh, I'm coming. I'm going to see you. I've been practicing. <laughs> you know, I've been working on this. Last time I messed this up and and I've been working on it. And, and hey, I got an excavator with uh, great control on it and I'm using it every day. So watch out, Jason. I'm, I'm coming. I'm coming this time and, and I'm going to do a lot better. So. It, it was nice to see that, and that was a great honor f- for me, and I think everybody involved at Caterpillar with the Global Operator Challenge, to to know and to see operators that competed the first time that found enough value in it and enough fun that they were wanting to come back. They were looking forward to us doing it again, and they were looking forward to showcasing their skills and talents in front of the world. And um, in in terms of that. Uh, getting to the finals, give us a little bit of a sense, kind of set the stage for us in terms of what we can expect um, at the at the finals. Do we do we have anybody that made it to the finals uh, in 2020 that have that have made it back to the finals this year? And um, what can we kind of expect from when the finals will be going on at Con Expo um, for people that want to attend? Kind of give them the rundown of, of how that whole thing will work. We have one operator that is a repeat from 19 and 20, Sebastian Bear from Europe. Uh, he competed last time and made it through the dealer events. The regional events is coming back to the global event. We had several operators in North and South America, as well as Asia and Europe that competed at the dealer level and the regional level, um, but aren't coming to visit us in the global event. So out of the nine operators that we have, eight are brand new. Um, to the particular event. Some of it is their dealer didn't participate in 19, um, but their dealers participated in 2022. Australia, for example, participated this time. Um, Two of their operators are coming from Asia. Um, More dealers in the United States and North America participated. Um, And, you know, those operators are, are some of the best right now. And again, we're excited to figure out who is the very best of the best. Um, March, uh, Tuesday, March 13th, I think it is, the first day of Con Expo is dedicated to the Global Operator Challenge. We have that full day crafted and we own the Caterpillar Stadium to stress and test the operators across different challenges and have the award ceremony there in the dirt. At the end of that day, we're going to start with nine in the morning and at the end, I'm going to let the world know who the very best operator in the world is. Very cool. And it, it was such a cool atmosphere. Um, for anybody that's planning on going to Con Expo and didn't have the chance to check out the Cat Stadium last time, I mean, it it, it was like its own uh, little world over there. Um, all the all the all the yellow iron out front, 
um, the, an awesome demo show kind of inside, even apart from the operator challenge, just a really, really cool atmosphere um, at the at the previous Con Expo. Felt very fortunate to have been able to get most of that show in uh, be- before the world fell apart uh, with the pandemic. But um, a very cool thing. Very excited to definitely see that myself next time. And um, yeah, so so guys, definitely make sure to check that out if you are if you are going to Con Expo. That that whole day event is is a really cool thing, and you can really just kind of like stick around for the whole day and just kind of watch the whole thing because it's 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 a it's a really cool thing to to take in. Um, I, I did want to kind of finish up, guys, um, with uh, with this kind of last question in terms of you know you spoke a little bit to this at the very beginning, Jason, in terms of kind of like the. Um, uh, what you what the the kind of purpose behind the event in terms of like what it means for the industry and 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 kind of just promoting the profession of uh, being a professional uh, equipment operator. Um, you know, talk a little bit about uh, some maybe some of the earlier returns that you have kind of seen on that and 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 how you guys are are working to kind of promote that to the to the larger industry and kind of maybe um, a little bit more in depth on um, some of the other ways that this, this competition is hoping to kind of give back to the industry and and promote the profession in a big way. Well, like I said, the first thing we want to do is, is, you know, highlight the heavy equipment operator and, and their importance, not only to, you know, their specific industry, but to the world, you think about anything that's built Anywhere in the world, a heavy equipment operator has been there, whether it's a golf course, a building pad, you know, a distribution center, a bridge, a highway, you know, that takes several heavy equipment operators to make that come to life. And I think a lot of people forget that, you know, they're commuting to and from work and they cross a bridge and don't think twice or they're on a golf course and don't understand that some operator had to craft this golf course to make it challenging for them to play on. And I hope we're reaching the younger generation. We have seen signs of it um, through our dealers and through our customers of more people are interested in the career path. They're asking questions about the career path. Um, the more experienced, older operators, you know, are starting to mentor the younger operators and bringing them up in the in the heavy equipment operation skill sets. And, you know, if you look at all those parameters in the industry, to me, that's the ultimate win for Caterpillar and the Global Operator Challenge. If if we can continue that success, continue bringing people into the career path, you know, continue to highlight those that are, that are experts like Jouse and and others, you know, to kind of be the spokesman and and the that's the target that I want to achieve in my career. Then then I've achieved the mission that Caterpillar's asked of me. And Jouse, um, for for anybody out there who might be listening to this, um, and uh, you know, I'm sure that they would definitely be interested to hear from the uh, the inaugural Operator Challenge winner. Uh, what are what are some of the things that you enjoy about this industry the most, and what would be some kind of um, some tips that you would have for uh, not just around equipment operation, but just with with for getting started into this profession? So my wife gets mad at me, but I. I... I tell her I love my job. I love going to work every day. It's it's very rewarding. Um, it does take a better part of your career to become proficient in just about every piece of equipment. And I think that's where the operator challenge, you know, they're shining that light on it. They're making us better. I mean, if you go to it, challenge yourself. Uh, it's it's like a personal growth strategy because um, you want to you want to come back and you want to be better. And then you share that with other people and, and you get 
them excited about it. Like uh, even even our operators in our company, you know, I had one uh, go to BC to compete again uh, to try and make it to the finals. Like they, it's it's just good that way. And um, yeah, uh, you, you mentioned there kind of like the, the the time investment, right? Because any of, any of these pieces of equipment, right? It's 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 not going to click on day one or week one or month six. It's 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 a um, it's a lifelong uh, kind of thing, and and you get better and better and better. Um, it, it, you know how how would you kind of describe your your journey through this profession? And and uh, you know uh, what what are some of the things that that make you so excited and, and happy to go to work every day? Well, I was born into it. So I, I was going to work with my dad at a very young age and I was just fascinated by it. So uh, I've got a 20, 20 year career into it and I, I always feel like there's room for improvement. And I think this is a perfect opportunity to come out and show that, show my skill set and have a lot of fun along the way. I I got to say it was a highlight of my career to to win the Global Operator Challenge. And and from what you've seen of of some of the you know the younger generation, right? What what do you think um, are some of the the ties um, to to maybe where where they are the things that they kind of enjoy? I mean, I I think we hear a lot about you know a lot of griping about kind of uh, work ethic or 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 whatever else or some of the other reasons that that it might be tough to kind of like hire from. Uh, the younger generation, but what what are some of the positive aspects? What do you think some of the, their their strengths are? Kind of coming into the the profession, or what have you seen from from younger guys that that have made them kind of like adapt uh, pretty well to this profession, or some of the things that they enjoy that are you know clearly linked to becoming good at uh, equipment operation? Well, I think a lot of it is just training and mentorship. Uh, I mean, I had the benefit of having my my father teach me and, and my uncle where, you know, nowadays you're, you're kind of leaning on the veteran operators for that. Uh, also there's the, the technology aspect. Like if you're, you know, really good at playing computer games and playing on the joysticks, I mean, it, you can basically come and run a lot of this equipment. The, the simulators are a perfect example of that. It, it's a, it's a good video game and you can get a really good feel for what you're doing even before you step foot in the machine. Oh yeah, and, and like it, 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 it's really funny to me that a couple of the most popular video games, like on a PC, are Farming Simulator and Construction <laughs> Simulator. <laughs> Just like uh, you could, like you know, if if uh, <laughs> you could go experience that in real per in, in in real life, and it would probably be a lot more. Uh, a lot more engaging, a lot more fun, uh, for sure. But yeah, no, I, I love I love hearing about that. Um, well, cool guys. Look, um, I appreciate you uh, hopping on uh, today to uh, to talk to us about the operator challenge. I am I am stoked to uh, to come and see uh, the, the finals at at Con Expo, and everybody else uh, should definitely, if you are planning to make the trip to to Las Vegas in March, should definitely plan on doing the same. Joust, Jason, always love chatting. Thank you so much for your time today, guys. Thanks Thank for, you. Thanks for having us. All right, guys. Well, that's going to wrap up this episode of Digging Deeper. Thank you so much for listening. And thanks again to our guests, Jason Hurtis of Caterpillar and Joust Nigam, the winner of the 2020 Global Operator Challenge. Uh, be sure to subscribe to Digging Deeper wherever you get your podcasts, be it Apple, Spotify, or any of the other awesome platforms. Be sure to give us a subscribe and uh, check out our new episodes as they are dropping very regularly. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. We always appreciate the time and we'll see you in the next one.